When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to r slash malicious compliance, where this man is forced by his boss to eat at five-star restaurants every single day. It sounds weird because it is here we go I was forced to eat at fancy restaurants for a month many years ago I got put on a work assignment for months that required me to travel to new york city and stay every monday to friday I was assisting a company manager with a project and my hotel was near his regular office in the theater district If you're not familiar the theater district is heavily built for tourists Restaurants are generally kind of fancy and expensive. There weren't really any quick and cheap options for dining in that area. The company had a generous meal policy of up to $30 to $40 per meal for travel expenses. Now, I did use that for a bit, but the food got to feeling too indulgent and kind of ridiculous given it was an extended assignment. Also, I was working really long hours and I didn't want to go and sit in restaurants. I just wanted to watch TV and sleep in my room. So, after the first week or so, I instead went to a grocery store on Monday night. I bought some basics for cereal, sandwiches and snacks and some frozen meals I could microwave for lunch in the office. It cost about 60 bucks. I then took a few cans of soda from my hotel fridge to make room for my weekly food purchase and returned them before checking out at the end of the week. And that was it for food costs with an occasional meal out here or there. I did the same the next four weeks, submitted my expense report at the end of the month and you all know where this is going. A lady from accounting called and refused to reimburse my expenses because $60 is more than $40, the max allowance for a meal purchase. I explained that had covered five days of food, but was told it didn't matter. So I then spent the next month trying all the food in the neighborhood. There really were not any cheap options. I went out to eat a few mornings, lunch whenever I found the time, and dinner absolutely every day. Now look, I could have bought a few installments of groceries daily, but the once per week shopping convenience was part of why I'd wanted them. It had also seemed wasteful for me to go out for an expensive meal every night for long-term travel, but now I've been told that was preferred by accounting to my grocery bills. The next morning, I got a call from my NYC manager asking how I'd run through more budget every week of the month than the entire month before combined. I explained the grocery situation and he thanked me and hung up. About 10 minutes later, that same lady from accounting called to tell me they'd pay my still not reimbursed grocery bill and any going forward, as long as the daily amount averaged for the week was under the aggregate meal allowance. I happily returned to a more reasonable diet. Yeah, very, very strange. I just don't understand the logic here once again. I never do in these stories, really, do I? But come on, if a guy's willing to go to the grocery store and buy normal price groceries that will last him for a week for $60 and you're saying no, instead, 40 times 5, what is that, mathematicians? Pay $200 on meals instead. It's just like, why? Oh, wait, what's that? You're spending more money because you're going out to fancy restaurants? I could never have predicted that. Stop doing that now. So strange. Really is. 
I don't get it. I agree with OP though. Yes, he did maliciously comply and I love it. But surely you get to the point like OP did where you're like, well, I don't really want to go out for every single meal and eat really fancy food. I'd rather just lie in bed or just, you know, have a micro meal at home or something really simple. It's weird. I just don't understand it. Let's move on. My boss demanded I serve all customers and fill all shelves no matter how far past closing hours it was. So my first job I ever worked at for a few years was a grocery retail store with several different departments, including a deli for lunch meat and cheese, which is where I worked. One night I was working a shift of 1 to 9 p.m. 9 p.m. is when the deli and other special departments closed and were expected to be done and clocked out. But the rest of the store remained open 24-7 for general groceries. It was me and one other guy. We had an especially busy night and we were a little behind on our cleaning as a result. But we had our meat slicing machines already coated with sanitizer after working for 15 minutes to get all the little meat chunks and shavings out of every corner, as we were pretty serious about making sure those things were clean as can be. It's about 8.55 at this point. We're almost late to leave, and the store we worked for did not like overtime. If you were getting any amount of overtime, you'd get chewed out the next day for it, even for a little amount. A woman walks up to the counter and starts looking through the product, as we had a glass case filled with a bunch of types of our lunch meats, pre-sliced and ready to go for bagging up. She looks at one and says, I want this turkey right here, but I want it freshly sliced. I, of course, looked to my co-worker and we both can see the two slices we have are still covered in the sanitizer we use and are drying. Now, as per the food safety protocol written on the bottle, that says to allow 20 to 30 minutes minimum for the sanitizer to dry after application. So I tell her, well, mom, we really can't do that right now. Our slices are both being cleaned at the moment as the department is closing in five minutes, but I'd be glad to get you something here from our cold case. So you're not going to slice it fresh for me. That's what you're saying. I replied, that's correct. I apologize. Without another word, she walks away and myself and my coworker go back to what we were doing. And we finish cleaning and go home after about five more minutes, narrowly clocking out on time. Fast forward two days later, me and the same co-worker come in and start getting to work like a normal day. At about 3 p.m., two hours into the shift, I personally get called into the head honcho's office. The store director as they're titled. I think nothing of it and head on upstairs and go inside the office and sit down. The store director hands me a piece of paper and says... Tell me what caused this. I look at the paper and it's a printed out screenshot of a Google review for our store. One out of five stars and a full paragraph from that lady of two nights before complaining that she didn't get her freshly sliced meat from the rude employee and then describing me specifically. I explained exactly what happened two nights prior as clearly as I'm typing it out right now. The director is getting heated and begins to cut me off while I'm speaking, asking, why would slices be covered in sanitizer at 8.55? You're scheduled to work until 9. I said, yes, I am. But seeing as I'm constantly being reminded not to get any overtime, I usually start cleaning them at around 8.30. The director gets even more upset and raises her voice. I don't care. That's not how it works. If you have a customer, you serve them. And you better start making sure those shelves are filled before you leave or you won't be working here anymore. Now get out. I'm pretty salty at this point. I go back down to the department and my co-worker asked what happened. And I told him. He says, so they want everything done before we leave? I said, yep. And without another word, he knew what we needed to do. 9pm hits as usual, and our shelves are at the usual standard of half full. 
But seeing as we've been given a new standard, we decided to stay and make sure we did what I was instructed to do. We spent the next several hours past closing time slicing and slicing and slicing until every single tray of meats and cheese was full. We had plastic totes in the big fridge full of cheese that we sliced that were wrapped up in half pound blocks for ease of sale. So we decided to fill that tub over the brim with every single type of cheese we had available. We cut up around 70 pounds of cheese and wrapped it up in the fridge. We also had a Subway style sandwich counter where we made sandwiches to order and also pre-made on the shelves for sale. We made double the usual amount of sandwiches and filled the shelves as per requested. Not a single shelf had a single empty spot on it by the time we were done. After every single possible item and shelf was as full as it could be, we finally started to clean and close. It was around 3 a.m. when we finally left. The department opens at 5 a.m. We were exhausted, but our spiteful overtime venture made us feel pretty good. We got about six hours overtime in. They hated anyone getting even five to ten minutes of overtime. We both came in the next day at 1 p.m. as usual, expecting complete retaliation. But nope. Instead, our department manager of the deli kind of saunters over to us and says, uh, Hey, you should be good to start cleaning up at 8.30 like usual. I think the director got the point you made. Normally, overtime would be asked to be taken care of by clocking out for lunches or coming in later than usual. But they let us keep all six hours of that overtime. They never said anything to us about overtime again after that. I accepted a job that paid almost double about six months after this incident and never ever went back to retail hell. I tell you what, if you're willing to work until 3 a.m. when your shift normally ends at 9 just for a little bit of vengeance and to do exactly what your boss has told you, wow, you must really want to show them that they're wrong. And hey, you did. So I rate it very highly. This is the thing with Google reviews and you know the saying, the customer is always right. Well, no, that's just not true. Yes, obviously customer service is very important when you're working in this sort of industry, but there has to be a limit, right? You can't just make things for customers when the shop's about to close or when your counter's about to close. You're gonna get bad reviews and you have to just take that. I think the play is just the manager to comment on the review and say, you came five minutes before we were closing. We therefore cannot serve you. We're not going to make new stuff just for you. And then potential customers, when they see those bad reviews, can at least look at what the manager has replied and they'll get some sort of context. But you can't then just say to your workers, no, stay open forever. Prepare all of tomorrow's food right now. Work till 3am, but also don't do overtime. It's just weird. Once again, let's carry on with the story. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Chick tries to gatekeep my nationality. Time to ascend to a form further beyond. I am a 20-something British-American male living in a very southern and undereducated part of the US. I've been here for a while now, and generally, when I tell people where I'm from, I get a little pushback, because I don't really have as thick of an accent anymore. On to the story. I work in a small office. We have a rolling line of temps that come and go. 
Most of them are barely high school graduates or people with very little in the way of worldly experience. This is important for later. So, one day, they bring the usual parade of new hires around and I do my introduction. Hi, I am OP. I am one of the recruiters here at the company. I'm married with two dogs and I'm originally from the UK. Normally, this is just a throwaway line that I use as an icebreaker and it normally rolls right off until this wonderful young woman pipes up. Um, you don't sound British. She, of course, left out the tea very purposefully. Sorry, love. Forgot the coat entails at home, I say, as I drink my twinings. If you're British, you love that sentence. The group kind of laughed it off, and I figured it was a pretty open and shut deal. Nope. A couple of days later, word gets around that this chick has been telling a bunch of people that I'm not British and that I'm lying for clout. She said that I don't even sound British and that she is dating a British guy and knows how they act. So rather than be a mature adult, I do the very British thing of malicious compliance. I need an intern to bring me some tea. Would you mind climbing the apple and pears and pouring me a cup of Rosie Lee? I started wearing three-piece suits, a pocket watch, and a monocle I found at a thrift shop. I went Super Saiyan 3 British. Obviously, about three hours into the first day, my boss wants to know what's up. I tell her and she finds it so hilarious that she assigns that intern to me for the rest of the day. I kept using odd British rhyming phrases and sayings and she'd have to keep asking me to speak normal. I would reply, but I thought you know how us British people act. She quickly realized her error and we've been cordial ever since. Nowadays, I keep my old red passport in my desk drawer just in case someone pulls that stunt again. Hey, I tell you what, there's not much worse that you can say to a British person than you don't seem British or you're not British because that hurts right in the heart. Don't say it, man. Come on. I love where this guy went with it, though. I mean, like, the things that he was doing, no British person does. I mean, I've never met anyone that wears a monocle or speaks the way he was speaking. It's just good how he really embraced it and was like, you know what? If you say I'm not British, I'm going to show you just how British I am. Even jumping back 100 years to when people spoke like this. Lovely stuff. I enjoyed it. It is a little bit weird, to be fair, that out of nowhere, this woman was like, oh, you don't sound British. Are you lying? Like, why would anyone lie about being English? It's a weird thing to lie about, that's for sure. Imagine if I was like, suddenly, yeah, by the way, I'm Italian. What am I gaining from saying that? Nothing. It's strange, but hey, OP, well done. I'm glad your boss enjoyed it, by the way. That's funny. And everyone can laugh at it now. And the fact that you now get on well with this woman is a, is a good thing. Uh, yeah, just a bit of a joke. I love it. Very good stuff. Anyway, guys, that is going to do it for this episode of r slash malicious compliance. Really hope you enjoyed it. If you didn't, then why are you still watching? That's my question. And if you are still watching and you haven't yet dropped a like on the video, then do so. Watch some more malicious compliance right here on screen and subscribe for daily Reddit content. I will see you guys all tomorrow with another episode. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.